Talking about Decision Alberta. Well, we made it last night and there's no shortage of reaction today. I want to get to some of your comments and some of your questions. If you do have questions about what you think the future is going to look like that you want to pose to a political scientist, you can send them in 780-496-0063. We're going to get into the way that we are digesting the new government with our guest, Associate Professor and Student Advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. Lori Williams is joining the show. Lori, thank you so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. It's great to be with you, Chelsea. It uh, obviously was a big decision and a big reaction today. Uh, are you feeling a little yeah. exhausted by by yesterday? I mean, as a political yeah. scientist, this was, uh, this was a big moment. Well, it was, and it ran uh, inexplicably late. Uh, we don't know what's going on with the elections, Alberta. Hopefully they get that fixed for next time. Um, I mean, to have Calgary West with only, what, two stations reporting at midnight or shortly after seems a bit a bit ridiculous and and you know feed some of those folks that that think there's something nefarious going on so uh-huh. yeah long 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 day um tough fought uh, campaign on on both sides a lot of very disappointed uh workers and and frankly albertans today you know we've talked a little bit about the campaign and where some people believe that it really fell short some missed opportunities uh for both parties what do you make of the campaign now that hindsight is 2020 um, I, I think uh, that the attacks against Danielle Smith sort of lowered expectations and it made it easier for her to sort of look, to sort of exceed those expectations and reassure people that you know, maybe she didn't really think some of the things that she'd said um, in the past. Um, I thought just the controversies and the wildfires hitting the headlines every day made it difficult to sort of talk about what the policies were. And of course, the campaign was pretty negative all around. And I think that turned off. Certainly some voters, voter turnout was down uh, for whatever combination of reasons. Maybe people thought it was in the bag and their vote wasn't there to make a difference, as some polls seem to suggest. Um, and, and, and yet they did. I mean, we've got some writings that are uh, seven votes ahead or 30 votes ahead. And, and, and those, every vote did count in those writings for, for sure. You know, you mentioned the wildfires and definitely, I mean, it was it was a t- an attention draw for sure. A massive story in our province for weeks. And I think the argument can definitely be made, as you just suggested, that that really it took attention away from the campaign and the, and the party platforms. But I wonder if it gave anyone an advantage the way that it was dealt with by Premier Daniel Smith, the way that it was spoken about by Rachel Notley. What do you think? I don't see an obvious advantage for either one of them. Uh, I think they they um, there was some criticism initially for the way Daniel Smith handled it. Uh, I didn't see any criticism of Rachel Notley uh, on that. But, but the particular writings that were affected by the wildfires were pretty much, as we saw last night, NDP sorry, UCP strongholds. Um, so I'm I'm not sure that any of that really registered. I think other issues were more important to Albertans, and that's where they were looking. You know, one issue that's been raised today uh, is the issue of Bill 1. And we had a, a question from one of our listeners asking uh, asking this. I'll just read it. He says, is it me or will Bill 1 of the new government actually hurt the province's credit rating? By that, I mean, without the ability to raise taxes and raise revenue without going to a referendum, is it possible we can see a downgrade in our credit status based on the fact that the economy will not be able to react fast enough to changing development? Bill 1 has been a conversation and a talking point for quite a while. What do you make of that? Well, 
the the downgrade wouldn't necessarily come just as a result of uh, of that policy. The problem would come in when, uh, in order to meet increasing bills without increased revenues coming in, that would mean that the province would have to, unless they ran a referendum, would have to go into deficit. And if that deficit got too large, that could result very clearly hmm. in a downgrading of our of our credit rating. You know, there are people that are very passionately on either side of this uh, oh, of this campaign and this political landscape that we're trying to navigate here as Albertans. I have seen a couple of very mature texts come through and say, look, we just need to let Premier Daniel Smith do her job before we really criticize. But what does that job look like? There's already conversation about this maybe not being government that's going to last for four years. Um, and the fact that the UCP lost some seats in this, uh, in this win suggests that's not really that profound of a win. What do you think her job and that lift really looks like, realistically? Well, you're right. Losing 14 seats um, and and having your candidates at the door say, don't worry, uh, if you don't like Danielle Smith, we'll get rid of her in the next election. It, it, that's that's not the sort of thing that uh, that looks like a win to a lot of folks. It's a squeaker. Nevertheless, uh, Daniel Smith now is uh, has won the election, and, and a win is better than a loss, um, even though she did lose seats in cabinet ministers. Uh, the challenge for her is going to be the divisions within her party, especially the Take Back Alberta group. They've got seven seats and maybe influence uh, a number of other seats. We've mm-hmm. seen how organizing that power worked to uh, force a leadership election for, for Jason Kenney and could do the same. For, for Danielle Smith, and potentially even uh, could, could it, uh, be used in the legislature to vote against the government and bring it down in a, in a vote of confidence. So it's possible that we would see uh, an, another election in less than four years, but the more likely scenario, given what's happened to so many conservative premiers since Klein, not one of them has survived a full election, uh, the more likely scenario is, is the uh, leadership review. Yeah. I wonder then, on the opposite side of things, the strength now of the NDP. We're seeing a really strong opposition, uh, 38 seats up from 23. Um, what do they do with that, and how do they navigate um, this this next chapter for them? Is it with Rachel, Rachel Notley at the helm? Well, Rachel Notley said she's staying on as premier. She is more popular than her party at this stage of the game. So it makes some sense, at least for the foreseeable future, for her to continue as leader. She's recruited a lot of very good candidates. Um, her, her, the talent there, the experience, the expertise, um, that that really increases the credibility of, uh, of the NDP. And it can also be used to try to reach out to those voters who are a little bit nervous about voting for the NDP this time. It could also mean that some of them could could uh, reach out into rural about Alberta and see if they could pick up a little bit more support there. I mean, unfortunately, folks in rural Alberta aren't getting very good uh, responses to their concerns on oil and gas wells that aren't being cleaned up or municipal taxes not being paid or health care. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, whether the NDP can make inroads on, on the basis of that. On the other hand, the, the UCP could could try to reach out to um, more urban voters and see if they can win some folks uh, over there as well. Because the fact is we're pretty divided provincially and not mm. just within the UCP right now. I mean, there was some success for the NDP in Calgary. They knew that they needed to absolutely win it. And I don't, I mean, they didn't <laughs> to the extent that they absolutely needed to. But, you know, a little bit of movement. Does that reflect changing, uh, changing attitudes? Does that reflect a strong campaign? What do you think it suggests? 
I don't think the campaigns on either side were particularly strong. Um, I, I I do think that we do see greater strength growing for, for the NDP, uh, strength in terms of fundraising, strength in, in terms of candidates and volunteers. Um, I think the, the population will warm or be more receptive to some of the things that, that they're offering uh, as time goes on. It, it is still a challenge for anything but a, 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 a united Conservative Party so long as that survives. It's a, it's a, a tougher it's a tougher hill to climb for, for let's say, the NDP in a case like this, uh, simply because the map works better for the Conservatives than it, than it does for the NDP. But all of that said, I, I do think that, that there are some significant gains. Again, quality of those, those uh, candidates, the fundraising coming in, the volunteers, the openness to the, to the message. Um, they actually did better in the popular votes than in the last two elections. Uh, they won again and, and placed well against some really strong conservative candidates in safe ridings. Uh, those margins were nowhere near as big. Now, part of that is because of the controversy around Daniel Smith. That could change going into a new election. Um, but I do think there's some credibility gained by the NDP, uh, bench strength, uh, personnel that are willing to associate themselves with them. And, uh, and I think it's, it gives them something to build. Hmm. We've had a, a lot of opinions on the show this afternoon. Obviously, there's a lot of reaction to this decision, as you would expect with any election. Um, and, and opinions ranging from, you know, saying people are really excited to that this is the absolute worst case scenario for Edmonton. Where do you land on that? Do you think that Edmonton has set ourselves up for a situation that is entirely negative? Well, I think actually the key to the future, whether it's with Daniel Smith as premier or someone else, I think the key to the future uh, for the for the Conservatives is is to try to reach out and, and represent everyone in the province. We haven't seen a lot of that um, you know, at various times through our history, certainly not in the last four years. But there, I think there might be an incentive here. That those divisions, again, within the party and within the province, are significant enough and worrisome enough that I think good leaders, whether they're elected or not, those good leaders uh, can try to to, um, to to reach across those divisions and uh, and and help Albertans to see some of the stuff they do agree on, some of the things they can work together on. What do you think is the good news here? What are we What are we celebrating with a UCP win today? Um. I, well, I mean, obviously the UCP folks are, are celebrating that uh, that they've got uh, a majority government. That's that's uh, whether it, whether they lost 14 seats or not. The point is, they are the majority. Uh-huh. They they maybe have a little bit more uh, or can claim a little bit more of a mandate for for some of the difficult policy decisions that they may might have to make. Uh, but they're also really challenged, particularly on healthcare. It looks like a lot of healthcare workers voted against. The UCP. We've got those vacant uh, uh, family re- family medicine residences residencies in in Alberta being blamed on the the way that the UCP has treated healthcare workers, doctors threatening to leave the pro- province, and so forth. And Daniel Smith lost her health minister and her minister of mental health and addictions. Um, so I mean, I think it's a huge challenge there, but but potentially some some opportunity, particularly given some of the promises. Um, that were made, um, you know, obviously the challenges like Dynalife and some of the costs uh, and, and wait lists of, uh, associated with some of these, these surgical clinics. Um, but again, potential because the NDP and the UCP had 
somewhat similar plans for for these uh, integrated clinics. You know, that sort sort of thing comes in. It has worked elsewhere, depending on how it's managed. That that could be a move in a positive direction. But I think on the healthcare file, the UCP is going to have a lot of challenges, and also on the economy. Uh, Mark Carney's of the world are saying we need their balance between energy and the environment. The UCP has not been has not been talking about that balance a whole lot, um, and maybe their credibility is damaged in a way that uh, that might not have happened if there'd been a different leader. Okay, well, we will see. The results are in, and now and now we watch. Lori, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Really appreciate your perspective. Great chatting. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks. Take care. That's Lori Williams, Associate Professor and Student Advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University.